99 psalms 99 the bible says the lord reigneth let the people tremble he sitteth between the cherubims let the earth be moved the lord is great in zion he is high above all people let them praise thy great and terrible name for it is holy the king sitteth also loveth judgment thou hast established equity Thou executest judgment and righteousness in Jacob. Exalt ye the Lord, O God, our God. He says, worship at his footstool, for he is holy. Moses and Aaron among the priests, and Samuel among them, they call upon his name. They called upon the Lord, and he answered them. He spake unto them in the cloud pillar, and they kept his testimony and ordinances that he gave them. He says, Thou answers them, and the Lord our God, thou wast a God that forgave it them. Though he took his vengeance of their inventions. Exalt the Lord our God, worship at his holy hill, for the Lord our God is holy. And we were saying about that, just, just put up some scriptures about worship. And the Bible instructs us to worship, to worship God, to worship the Lord to focus in on him to focus in on who he is and how mighty that he is this morning how many say he's mighty this morning the bible tells us again and so we must worship him in spirit and in truth and as we stand to our feet this morning and go before the lord in prayer let us worship and not worry let us worship and not be weary let us worship and seek the lord's face this morning call on that wonderful name of jesus that name of Jesus, we come before you this morning. We come humbly before your throne of grace this morning. Asking you to have your way in this house. Asking you to have your way, God, by your Holy Spirit. Move by your touch, God, and hand. Accomplish your divine work, God, as we adore you. We magnify you. We come into this house to worship you. We enter into these gates with thanksgiving in our hearts. We enter into these courts with praise this morning. God, we magnify you. We look to you, Jesus. We look to you, the, our help, our keeper, our everything, Lord, this morning. Have your way. Have your way, God, in the house. Your name, God, is above every name. God, we seek you and thank you for another day that you have made. We thank you, God, for this day. God, you didn't, we didn't deserve even to have it, but you gave it to us. Let us take advantage of it and make the best of the day that you've given us today. As we exalt you, focus on you on this first day of the week. Amen. Let us enter in and we praise you today. Amen. Is she going to lead us a couple of songs this morning? It's a few songs here this morning. Many of us are familiar with some worship songs unto the Lord. And we know that as we come and magnify him and glorify him, he's more than able to break every yoke and every stronghold this morning. So the song says, Come. Now is the time of worship. On this day, let us worship the Lord, our God.
this morning? Amen. Truly we serve a good God, an awesome God this morning. Amen. It's a beautiful day, church. Amen. Good to see all you folks in the house of the Lord to come worship God with us. Come and lift up the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Come and we know that's where our answer lies. We know that's where our healing comes. We know that's where, again, God is able to supply every need in this place. Restoration of the soul. Restoration of the mind. Restoration of the heart. Amen. Thank God for the house of the Lord. I was at the uh, hospital yesterday and visiting someone. And, and I began to say, you know, that the hospital is a place where people go to get healed. So in the church is a place where people come to get spiritually healed as well. Amen. He heals the broken. He heals the wounded. He heals the mind, the soul. And truly, we're grateful for healing Jesus this morning. As you look to him, I'm telling you, he'll heal the mind. He'll heal the soul. He gives peace beyond all storms. I mean, can I get a witness this morning? Peace beyond all understanding. Peace when you're going through things. Peace through troubled waters. Can I say, can somebody say amen this morning? Peace in the valley. Peace on the mountaintop. Peace everywhere we go. We serve a God that's more than able to give you peace in your soul. That's the beauty about God. The devil have us all over the place. Let me know that. He'll have us running to and fro all, over, all throughout the week. Your mind all over the place. Your heart all over the place, but we thank God for Jesus. We focus on Him. Amen. That's why we worship. That's why we come and praise Him. Why? Because it helps us get our mind on Him. To get your mind off of your problems, get your mind off the things in which life brings. And we come and we worship God. We worship Him. Amen. And truly it's a blessing to be able to worship God and give Him thanks this morning for another awesome day that He's here. The Bible says this is the day that the Lord has made. Amen. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Truly, we're glad for the goodness of Almighty God. Amen. We serve a mighty God, church. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Good to see some folks we had not seen in a while. Amen as well. Welcome back, welcome back. Sister Phyllis and also uh, uh, Deslin and the family back there. Welcome back, welcome back to the house of the Lord. Good to see all you folks in the house of the Lord this morning. As we come in, no doubt, to worship him. And Again, we always, we're a big family, amen. Thank God for the family of God here in Brooklyn, New York. Amen. Each one of you, again, we consider you family. Amen. Consider you family, a part of us is here at the church, and we're truly grateful for each one of you this morning. There's some others, no doubt, that are not here today. And we, as we said, uh, we want to continue to pray for people. Pray for people. We pray for you. Again, even when you don't see one another, we the Bible tells us to pray for one another. To pray for the lost. And so, uh, uh, we have some various needs in the church within our family church family, extended church family and uh, as I was sharing with you I was at a hospital yesterday with a, with a man who was hanging on for dear life, many of you may know my daughter Simone her, her friend uh, his dad tried to kill himself Friday tried to kill himself and so uh, I was thinking about saying you know what, he needs a healing he needs a healing touch from Almighty God. We've been praying all throughout Friday night. We prayed and uh, Saturday morning we go on a prayer call and pray. Throughout the day we went to the hospital, laid hands on him and prayed. My wife prayed with him. We prayed with the family because we know prayer works. Amen. And I believe as again what the doctors are trying to do, he's got burns all in his throat. Trying to drink uh, Clorox. Drink a bunch of Clorox and and drink it and his esophagus is all messed up all the way down to his stomach and his intestines now and doctors are afraid to even do surgery they said it could be 
that surgeries could be detrimental as well. And so naturally, the young man is devastated about his dad. His wife is shocked and devastated. His family is devastated, but you know what? I told him, I said, there's a God in heaven. Amen? There's a God in heaven who can heal. He can heal even as the devil tried to mess this man's life up. He told him it wasn't worth living. But our God is a God of life. And I began to speak to him. He's like in a sedated state. And I said, if you hear me, I want you to know God says live. Live and not die. There's a reason to live. Amen. There's a reason to continue to go on. And so I said, we're going to go to the church today and we're going to pray. How many going to pray with us? How many believe God with us? That that man will see the glory of God. Even as he was uh, uh, there in the hospital, I said, even in his sleep state, I said, God, visit with him. God, visit with him in that dream. Wherever he may be in his mind, touch him and let him know you love him. And God can do that. Amen. So as we stand to our feet one more time, that's not only him. I'll come back to that in a second. But Sister Alice Week, she may be watching from the rehab. She's in need of prayers. And there are so many others. My mom, no doubt, is still in need of prayer. In our community, our neighbors are in need of prayer. And church today, that's what the church is all about. The Bible says that we can touch and agree on a thing, and it shall be done. How many going to believe that with us? Hey, Amen. And so I need some folks that's going to believe God. That God can even go out to that hospital way out in Long Island and touch him. Amen. And down in Florida and all around our city or wherever you may be, even in your body, God is a healing God. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we come before you right now. We thank you, God, for your goodness. We thank you, God, for your love. We thank you, God, for your healing power. Thank you, God, for your loving power. We thank you, God, for being a God of miracle. God, we stand before you as a church today seeking a miracle. A miracle for Mr. Gene St. Noel. We pray for him, God, and God, where he lies right now. You can enter into that room, touch his mind, touch his body, restore his organs. God, we pray, God, and let him know there's a reason to live. Let him know that you love him, Jesus. Let him know that you'll be there for him. And don't lie, listen to the enemy any longer, but live, live for Jesus. God, I pray, God, sin, even the esophagus and his stomach, his intestines, any other organ has been damaged. You're the God that made him, God. And I pray that you can restore every broken piece. Even mentally touch his mind, his heart, God, restore him. Pray for those that are sick, God, my mom as well. Touch her body. Touch her body, God. We pray that you release her from those infirmities right now in Jesus' name. We pray, God, for God deliverance in her body and healing in her soul. God, we pray. God, there's so many other needs even in this house right now. But you're a God that can hear. You can touch the mind. You can touch the soul. You can touch the life this morning. We pray and ask you to do it right now. We pray for our brothers and sisters that are not here today. We pray for our family, our loved ones this morning. God, move in a mighty way. And God, everything that the enemy tries to do, we rebuke it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we plead the blood. We plead the blood over, God, these circumstances that we face. And we thank you, Jesus, this morning for your power, for your love, and for God that's more than able to answer this morning. Amen, amen. We're going to believe God, amen. Let's believe God for his mighty works. Perhaps we sing another one since y'all standing up. How's that, amen? On page 472 in your songbooks this morning, 
We could do another song this morning. It's called The Old Account Was Settled. And that's the part I like about Jesus. He's able to settle things. Even before we even speak the prayer, God settles it. Amen. God settles it, and he is more than able to uh, uh, meet that need. The old account was set on page 472. Let me appreciate the screen as well. Amen. It's up on the screen as well if you want to follow along. The old account long ago, Jesus paid it all. This evening, this meet this evening at 6 p.m. We're supposed to be online this evening at 6 p.m. Come on out and uh, visit with us on the website. Again, the, the page is growing. The 
uh, channels growing. And so uh, uh, be, be in prayer with us and, and, and also be in the, um, in the broadcast with us this, this evening. Then Bible study as well, Tuesday night. And then Thursday night back here in the house of the Lord. Amen. We, again, as you say, my schedule is so busy preaching that, again, I, I can't come on Sunday mornings. Well, come on a Thursday night. How's that? Come on a Thursday night and be in service with us. Again, we have a good time in the Lord. And so you come, make plans to be there with us. Uh, again, there on Thursday evenings at 7.30 p.m. And so we're looking forward to what God's going to do uh, in the days ahead as well. Be mindful as well. Um, Next month, next month, folks, is, is our anniversary, church anniversary. Again, it's, so this thing is coming right around the corner, probably about a month away. I believe it's November 20th. November 20th, we'll be having our pre-Thanksgiving meal, pre-Thanksgiving meal, along with our church anniversary. So, uh, again, make plans, make plans. As we've been doing through the years, bring your best, amen, your, your pot, luck, whatever the case may be, come. And not only that, but bring yourself. I always say, if you can't cook, whatever the case may be, just come. We want to come celebrate another year, amen, another year in the Lord. And so let's pack out the house again uh, on that day to celebrate another year, another milestone in Christ, amen, another milestone in this city. And so we're thankful every day for, again, this house, this lighthouse here in the house of the Lord, amen, here in this great city of New York, amen, amen. And so uh, be mindful of those things, be praying for those things, and perhaps some more announcements coming up soon. We'll be letting you know. But we're excited, church. Amen. It's exciting to serve the living God. Amen. This time, I don't know if you got a special force or not. Amen. All right, we'll do offering first. All right. So this time, we're going to receive an offering. We ask Brother Johnson, if you come receive it for us, sir. Amen. Amen. And truly, we know all Christians pay tithe and gladly give any offerings today. If you, again, give unto the Lord, uh, and he will richly bless you. Again, we said it before, a tenth, a tenth belongs to the Lord. A tenth belongs to the Lord. And so we are... Uh, looking forward to your giving and you give unto the Lord. Be a cheerful giver, the Bible says. Be a cheerful giver. And he will truly bless you. Go ahead. Sir, if you're praying. you give him, may the Lord truly bless you as our prayer. Perhaps we do one more about God's unchanging hands. How many know we're going to put things in God's hands this morning? We'll put things in God's hands. We'll put it in his mighty hand. We know God knows how to handle things in our lives. Amen? He knows how to handle the battles, the troubles. And in this world we live in him, we must put it in God's hands.
not this world's main riches that so rapidly decay. every life this morning the hands that caused the earth to spin this morning amen truly it's a blessing to be here at this time we're going to dismiss for the children's church amen appreciate all the youth here today our future amen the future of our nation the future even of this community we're thankful for them today and we're truly grateful that god has allowed each of them to come today and hear the word of the lord hear the word of the lord all especially these young men here these young men and young boys that are coming to uh to be blessed. Amen. That little one there, he wanted to be on camera. I'm going to put him up there with me. <laughs> he wanted to be on camera. He waved, he waved to the crowd out there. That was ocean, folks, if y'all don't know. <laughs> Praise God for each one of the little ones. Amen. Each one, God has a purpose for them. Each one, God has a plan for their life. And so, again, continue to train them and teach them the way to go, the Bible tells us. Amen. And when they're old, they will not depart from it. Amen. And continue to pray for our teens as well. Our teens, I shared with you a few weeks ago, I was at a place, at a juvenile detention center. So they're building jails. And the reason why I was there, because they're going to build more jails, bigger jails for our youth up in the Bronx and various throughout the city. And so keep your children in church. Bring them. Teach them now. Why before they get too old? Amen. And so uh, let them know. Let them know. Amen. This is the place because it was very sad to see that they're Again, expanding, expanding. They wanted to expand Rikers Island. And uh, they, they, as you all know, it's been in the news to change that up. So now they're coming into the communities and building these facilities. And this one's going to be about 10 stories high. It's a two-story building right now. It's about to be a 10-story building to house more of our young people. And I, I share with you, even when we was doing the Rikers Island job, I say, you know what? God help us build more churches instead of more prisons. Amen. Build more churches than more prisons. So with your help, 
no doubt and you and I, we can go out and, and continue to tell men and women about Jesus. Amen. Through the power of prayer. Through the power of his goodness. Amen. I want to come out of the word of God this morning. Again, we say thank you for your giving as well. Uh, again, and so your giving, again, is important. And, and God sees every dollar, every nickel, every dime. And so may the Lord truly bless you as our prayer. Out of 1 Peter, 1 Peter this morning, we'll look at uh, verses. We'll go 1 through 10. 1 through 10. I want to grab the last end of it. But as I was going to grab the last end, I said, man, all this stuff is good. All this stuff is good. The Bible says uh, in verse 1, he says, The elders which are among you I exhort, who is also an elder, and a witness of suffering of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. He was referring to a man that they, they were there with Jesus. They were there, and they actually saw the accounts of Jesus. The Bible said, Feed the flock of God which is among you, that the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but, but willing, not for filthy lucre. We're not in it for the money. Amen. The Bible says, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being an example to the flock. An example to the flock, he's telling the preachers, you and me, I'm supposed to be an example to you and the congregation. Amen. The Bible says, he says, and when the chief shepherd shall appear, he says, ye shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. He was referring to that eternal hope of glory. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Younger, not, he's not talking about just children. He's talking about us as men and women. Amen. Submission to our elders, our spiritual elders. I with you, in Bible study, I believe it was, we have spiritual fathers and some spiritual mothers, right? We have people that are influenced in our lives as well. Naturally, again, you probably consider me an elder, even though I may be younger than some of y'all. <laughs> but again, we God has considered us as elders, pastors and preachers and various ones. He said, be subject one to another. He says, and be clothed with humility. Clothed with him. As he chose that nice outfit you got on this morning. He said, let us put that on as well. Amen. Put that humility on. He says, for God resisteth the proud but give it grace unto the humble. He says, humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Not in our time, but in his time. Amen? In his time, he exalts us. The Bible says, casting all your cares upon him. Casting all your cares upon him. Let me say it again. Casting all. Somebody, everybody say, all. Oh. All your cares, not these cares over here, just these. I'll give these to God, but not these over here. All your cares upon him. The Bible says, he says, for cast your cares upon him, for he careth for you. The devil will tell us that God doesn't care about us. He'll tell you that your pastor don't care about you. He'll tell you that I don't care about you. He's a liar, amen, and the father of it. The Bible goes on, he'll tell you that your friends and family don't care about you. The kids will tell you, the kids will say that mama don't care about me. Yes, she does. Daddy don't care about me. Husband will say to the wife, you don't care about me. Wife will say to the husband, you don't care about me. All you care about is what you got to get. Right? So we see, again, that's a lie of the enemy. And the Bible says he careth for you. 
The Bible says be sober in verse 8. is our main text here. Be sober, be vigilant. He says, because your adversary, the devil, is as a roaring lion, walking about, seeking whom he may devour. He says, number nine, he says, whom steadfast resist in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. You're not the only one that goes through things. Amen? As I shared with you before, there's people fighting for their lives in the hospital right now. Brother, you can testify to that, can't you? There are people that are going through things greater than us in life. The Bible goes on and says, he says, but the God of all grace who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus after that ye have suffered a while. He said, make you perfect, establish and strengthen you and settle you. Settle you as well. I want to go back to verse 9 as our text. The Bible says, he says, whom resist steadfast in the faith uh, he says, resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren than in the world. He was referring back to resisting the devil. Amen. Resisting the devil. And so a little bit today, I want to give it a title this morning about God counsels the devil's plans. Or let God counsel the devil's plans. Amen. Amen. We live in a world where there's counsel culture. How many know about that? Especially young millennials. Well, you heard that before? Council culture? Anybody heard that before? No? Man, raise some at least one or two, no? There's some council culture. Counseled with a D. Council past tense. Say it out loud. What do what you mean? What's the difference? Cancel. No, council. That's my Kentucky itis. Amen. But council culture. Bear with me. That's what I'm trying to say. That word that she said. I was seizing a man at work. Maybe that's what, I'm, that's what happened to me now. Right now. I was seizing a man at work the other day. This Italian fella. And uh, he said, uh, uh, he said, it's in the draw. It's in the draw. It's your draw. I'm like, huh? Say that again. I already knew. I said, say that again. He said, in the draw. And so, I teased him around. I went around the room. I said, hey, what do you call this thing that you pull out of the desk? He said, a drawer drawer. I went around again. He said, a drawer. A drawer. I said, what do you say again? He said, draw. <laughs> and so his Italian body, another Italian guy, walked in and he said, uh, I said, what do you call it? I knew he was going to say the same thing because I heard him say it before. I said, what do you call it? He said, a draw. Draw. I said, man, you Italians. You Italians. And so we, we can joke like that. We don't get offended with another. But they teach me and say, oh, Mike, you need some more EEO training. <laughs> He said, we sit down and look at these classes for three hours about this EEO complaints and all this. I'm going to file an EEO plate, a complaint against you because you're talking about the Italians. They could have tried to counsel me, counsel culture. And so naturally, if, if uh, uh, Starbucks or somebody, so I'm going to give you an example of counsel culture. Council culture is when somebody gets offended or whatever the case may be in the store and, and they don't serve them Starbucks. And so we're going to boycott it from the count, uh, Starbucks. Everybody's not going to buy Starbucks because they kick me out of the store for whatever the case may be, right? That's council culture. I'm not going to wear this no more because this, uh, I heard that this one was this or that and the other, so I'm going to council that out of my life, right? I was sharing with my wife even just yesterday. I wasn't intended for it. I said, I said, you should have played football. <laughs> she said, what do you mean? 
I said, you should have played football. I said, when you play football, American football, I said, you got to have a short-term memory about a lot of stuff. I mean, what I'm talking about. And so sometimes you got to counsel stuff out of your life. I share with you stories all the time, man. You can dig up some stuff way back when. Can I can remember couples give me uh, amen or amen? Uh, God, well, she'll bring up stuff from way back. Even before y'all was married, she started bringing up stuff, right? Or vice versa, how's that? And so naturally, I learned to counsel things out of my mind. Even as a youth, I learned to counsel stuff out of my head. Why? Because it will mess you up. Things that happen in your past, it'll mess you up. It will. What people do to you, it will mess you up. And so thank God at a young age, I was able to counsel some stuff out of my head. Counsel things that happened to me as a boy. Counsel things that happened to me as a teen. Counsel things that I did to other people. I said, my God, man, I was a knucklehead back in the day. I learned to counsel things in my mind to get rid of it. The Bible says cast these things far out of your mind. Cast these things out of your heart and your soul. Counsel these things. In other words, cast them out. Why? Because they will mess you up. Even when we live in a day and age where people are still holding on to slavery, ain't never seen a whip, ain't never seen a ball and chain, ain't never seen a slave ship in their life. Brothers and sisters today, amen, you're free. Come on. Come on. And vice versa. We're free today. And so in your mind and your soul and your heart, you cannot, again, let, harbor things in your mind and your soul. And, and over and over again, these things will begin to harbor if we don't counsel certain things out of our life. And so, again, again, whether it's a good reason or, or whether it may not be a reason, people will not always see each other's viewpoints. And so it causes, no doubt, these things to happen. And so naturally, people boycotting Starbucks. Hey, I don't see it that way. I'm going to go get me a cup of latte mocha with some caramel and uh, 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 whipped cream on top. Come on. Amen. And so uh, uh, we look at even lawsuits and various things. People are getting very critical in how they view things. Again, and so as they stick to the law as the foundation, one one's on one side and one is on the other, the defendant and the plaintiff, they go back to these things, they have witnesses and all these different things and evidence and all this stuff, and, and the jury has to decide according to the law. But I was uh, brought that up because even before that goes on, they even have what we call mediation. Have you ever been in a, a, a situation where you had to have to get a mediator or arbitrator before? An arbitrator. Well, I'll give you an example. Uh, stay with me this morning, amen? Uh, we was talking about, um, I got into an accident one time, and we were just trying to settle, settle everything. And naturally, uh, the lawyer was saying, no, don't go to court. Don't go to court. It's going to drag the thing out on and on and on, blah, 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 blah. And so he said, we can send it to an arbitrator. Perhaps you may, uh, uh, may have filed a grievance at work or whatever. You go to the arbitrator, and the arbitrator is before it gets in the court and all these different things. The arbitrator is there to meet in the middle and resolve that thing. Like a counselor, which is that uh, when your marriage is on the rocks, amen. And my uh, old pastor used to say, I don't try to play referee. I don't want to play referee. That's one time when married couples want us to do play referee as preachers. But you think about this, and so I thought about being a mediator. And, and now I wanted to point you this morning to the mediator this morning, amen. Let's go to 1 Timothy uh, five, uh, 2, 5 through 6, 7. 5, 6, and 7. The Bible, 6, 5, and 6, you mean. He says, Timothy described, he told Timothy in, the, in his word, he says, for there is one mediator, he says, between God and men. He says, that man is the man Christ Jesus, and who gave himself a ransom for all. So there's a mediator in the middle, amen. There's
there's a problem solver in the middle. There's one that can help and supply every need and really bring to nothing or bring squash the thing that's going on. And so that mediator, when I met with the mediator, she came in and she squashed it. She said, all right and have this mount here and I said praise the Lord we out amen why because again we were able she was able to inter intervene and Jesus is the one I want to point you to this morning he's the one that intervenes in all of it amen Jesus is that mediator this morning and when you're going through things in your life and when you're going through all these big issues in your life we go to Jesus the Bible says in Hebrews 12 24 as well the Bible says in Jesus the mediator of the new covenant Jesus is the mediator of the new covenant he says in the blood of to the blood of sprinkling that the, that speaketh better than that of Abel. Go back and listen to 39th servant. You understand about Cain and Abel, how they had, again, he, he was murdered, and the Bible says his blood spay. But the Bible says, but Jesus' blood speaks even louder, amen. The blood of Jesus Christ, and we share what you thirst tonight about, pleading the blood or put it under blood, give it over to Jesus. How many thank you for that today? When we give it to Jesus, Jesus knows how to counsel some things today. He knows how to put a stop to things. Counsel, C-A-N-C-E-L, if y'all don't understand what I'm saying. Counsel some things in your heart and your mind. Counsel this in my heart and my soul, and put it underneath the blood, and I give it over to Jesus. And Jesus knows how to work it out. Amen. Amen. The Bible says the blood counsels even the devil's plans this morning is what I'm going to bring you to. The, the blood of Jesus Christ counsels. In other words, puts an end to, again, the devil's plans. The Bible says in James 4, 7, he says, submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee. We got to resist the devil, brothers and sisters, this morning. Amen. If you want to counsel anything, counsel the devil in your life. Come on. Come on. Again today, you begin to counsel the devil. Say, you know, I'm going to cut off my ties with the devil himself. When we stop talking with the devil, stop entertaining the thoughts of the devil, he says today we must resist him and he will flee. He will flee. The things will go away. Why? Because, again, you've given it to God. You resisted the lies of the enemy. You resisted the thoughts in your heart and your mind and soul. We resist these things and they will flee. The Bible talks about how we are bombarded with fiery darts every day. You ever wonder sometimes where thoughts come from? You ever had just a random thought pop in your mind? Right? Just thoughts cross your head. And you know what? Uh, the Bible talks about how that we, we must do what? We must absolutely Get those things out. Put on the helmet of salvation. Why? Because it protects the mind. Don't let that thing linger in there. Because if you don't counsel that thing right away, that thing will absolutely harbor in your heart and your mind. I was uh, downloading some stuff for the church yesterday. And, and uh, every time you click to download these videos, this, this thing pops up. This website you use to make the YouTube videos in the audio only. And this thing pops up every time you click on it to download. This thing pops up. And two things are downloading. The video itself is downloaded. And then you have this, this, this virus. This, and the, the antivirus pops up and says there's a malicious thing taking place. And so if you don't counsel that thing and hit counsel and watch it, it will absolutely harbor on your computer. Let me know what I'm talking about. It will stay there if you don't counsel that thing, hit counsel, delete, uh, uh, expunge, throw it in the wastebasket, get that thing out of my mind and my heart. It will absolutely wreak havoc in your hardware <laughs> of your mind and your soul. We got to counsel that thing, amen. Counsel that thing. The Bible says resist him and he will flee. The Bible says in Romans 6, 
1620, 1620, the Bible says, God, the God of peace shall uh, again bruise the hair, uh, uh, bruise Satan under your feet. And so Jesus let us know through his power and through his word, he has the power to counsel the devil's plans. Amen. He has the power to counsel the devil's plan. He said, the, the God of peace shall bruise the Satan under your feet surely. And so you can be at peace knowing that God is going to take care of this thing. God is going to give me peace. God gives you peace in the midst of the battle. God gives you peace in the midst of the storm. God is a God of peace is able to bruise the enemy's head today. The Bible says in the grace of our God, Lord Jesus Christ, he says, be with you. And so he was praying and saying, God, be with you. May the peace of God be with you. Uh, counsel that thing. Don't worry about that thing. I said well, this morning, do we come in to worship or do we come in to worry? Do we come in to uh, uh, be heavy low this morning? The Bible tells you today, God's peace is supposed to be on your life this morning. Let God's peace rest upon you. Let God's peace rest in your soul. And no doubt, counsel the devil. Don't let him in. Don't have coffee with him this morning. Don't even listen to him. He basically attacks you in your sleep. How many know that? He will attack you in your sleep. He'll attack you before your feet hit the bed. He'll attack you all throughout the day. And that's why we must have on the whole armor of God. Counsel the devil, put him on your feet. And so back to what G, uh, uh, Paul had told the church, he says he, he will bruise the enemy. But let's go to Genesis 3. And this is where it all began. God told Eve a prophecy that would take place. The damage was already done. The damage was done what Adam and Eve had done. The certain had already, the, de the devil had already did his damage. It was already in place what was going on. The Bible says, listen to what he said. And so when God was looking for Adam and Eve, uh, he, he began to let them know what they, because of what they had done, there would be judgment. And the Bible says, the Lord said unto the woman, said, what hast thou done? Verse 13, and the woman said, the serpent beguiled me that I did eat. And I shared with you many times about how the Adam should have stepped in and stopped that thing from happening. Adam was in charge of the garden. Adam was in charge of the garden, and to a lesser extent, Eve even had some power as well. She had the authority also to stomp that devil. Ladies, you got power to stomp the devil this morning. Amen. You have power to stomp the devil, but she did not. She listened to it, and things entered into their hearts. The Bible says, and the God, the Lord said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above every cattle. He was speaking to the serpent, thou art cursed above every cattle, and above the beasts of the field, and upon the bellies thou shalt go. He says, and, and thus shalt thou eat every day of thy life. The Bible says in verse 15, I will put enmity between thee and the woman. He says, between thy seed and her seed, and it shall bruise thy head, and thou shalt bruise his heel. And so Eve, he began to let Eve know. He says, yes, there's an a, a issue going on. He said, but between her, thy seed and her seed, uh, again, the seed of the enemy, and all these different things, there was an issue going on. But he says, but this seed, uh, and not true, the enemy will try to, is going to hurt your children. Children. He's out to just, just devour the human race. Uh, he says, but you know what? 
This was a prophecy about Jesus coming one day. The Bible says, it shall bruise thy head. He says, says, and thou shalt bruise his heel. Whose head was he going to bruise? He was going to bruise the enemy's head. That old serpent's head is what the prophet was talking about. No doubt her seed, the seed that would come in the name of Jesus. He came, form of a man. God decided to come on the earth to do what? To die for mankind. And when he was hung on that cross, what did he do? He bruised the serpent's head. He bruised the serpent's head in his plans. And the Bible says, but he also, the serpent would bruise his heel. As you go back and look at Isaiah, the Bible says that he was bruised for our iniquities. And so naturally the prophecy went forth. But Jesus came out victorious. Jesus came out victorious and naturally God lets us see that he was going to put an end to the devil's plans or counsel the devil's plans. The Bible says, and uh, he said unto Adam, uh, verse 16, excuse me, he said unto the woman, I will greatly multiply the sorrows of the conception. In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, thy desire shall be to thy husband, and they shall rule over thee. 17, the Bible went on and says, and Adam said unto, he said, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and hast eaten the tree, he says, which I commanded thee, thou shalt eat of it and cursed be the ground for thy sake. And so these things came, into, came to pass. Let's move on a little bit further. Uh, he says in number 18, he says, thorns and thistles shall it bring forth to thee. He says, and thou shalt eat the herb of the field and the sweat of thy face Thou shalt eat bread. Doing dealings with the devil, things get hard. Come on. He said, Adam, it's going to get hard for you. Sister, it's going to get hard dealing with the devil. Brothers and sisters, this morning, we got to counsel that devil. Amen. How many going to say that with us? You got to counsel the devil because it's hard. If not, it's a hard not life. The Bible says the way of the transgressor is hard. The way of the sinner is hard. Why in the world would I want to stay with somebody who, 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 again here today, who's determined to make your life, my life hard? Why in the world would I want to hang out with the devil himself? The Bible says because of this, it was going to be hard for Adam. It was going to be hard for Eve. And naturally he says thorns and thistles will be upon the ground before Adam had just had to go pick off the trees. He, it was so easy for him. Things was, came so easy. Everything was supplied for him. But now he said the ground will be hard. You're going to have to work hard. You're going to have to really struggle and go through things. But again, and so he says from the sweat of thy brow that should take, do these things. From dust thou art, and thus thou shalt return. Not counseling the devil brings us to the dust. Amen. It brings us down. Not counseling the devil only hurts us. And the Bible tells us here, I was reminded of Brother James. Brother James, remember what you told me on the way to church? James, who was riding the church, he says, he said, the devil's been really working on me. He said, but I shook it off. Right? This week has been hard. It's been challenging. The devil. James don't really say nothing like that ever. I said, we got the right message this morning. He said, he said but I shook it off. Amen. The devil's going to work, but you got to shake it off. Amen. You got to counsel that thing. I'm going to counsel this thought. I'm going to counsel this feeling. 
I'm going to counsel the way things are. I'm going to counsel it, get it out of my mind and my soul, amen, and shake that thing out because if not, I'm telling the venom will begin to spread all throughout your mind, all throughout your life, all over the table, all over the chair, all in the family, all in the everywhere and everywhere. I'm telling you today, amen, but there's an anti-venom today and it's called the blood of Jesus Christ, amen. It's the blood of Jesus Christ, amen. When the people of Israel were snake bitten, the Bible says because of their disobedience, they were snake bitten and they were dying in the wilderness. And Jesus told, uh, God told Moses, he said, Moses, the people, he, the people were crying out saying, Moses, call on God, call on God. So Moses called on God and this is what God told him to do. He said, take that rod and lift it up, lift it up, lift that thing up. And he says, and he had him make an a, a image of a serpent uh, again, and wrap it around a pole. And so when you see, go, next time you look at an ambulance or something medical, and something medical, you'll see on the side of Amalans a, 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 a rod with a snake wrapped around it. Y'all ever seen that before? You probably see it every day. Uh, and it's referencing to the Bible. The Bible says that he says, Moses, lift up that thing, and when they see the serpent, they will be healed. And the people were healed there in the wilderness. And so in the New Testament, Jesus said, so as Moses was lifted up in the wilderness, so must the Son of Man be lifted up on the cross. Why? Because there's healing in the cross. There's healing in Jesus this morning. There's healing and there's victory over the devil. There's victory even what the serpents were doing. They brought victory because they looked to Jesus. They looked by faith in Almighty God. And he was able to counsel the disease there in the wilderness. And he's able to counsel every sin. He's able to stop. Stop every track of the enemy. Can I get a witness this morning? God is able to do these things in your soul. Not counseling the devil will bring us to dust. James says, shake it off. He said, I shook it off. The apostle Paul shook off the serpent. It came upon his hand. Amen. And so we see things pop up in our head. Reject it. Rebuke it. Run the devil off. Attacks on your mind. Attacks on the family Attacks on your friends, attacks on your body, your well-being, run it off, shake it off, counsel that thing immediately. The Bible says declare, I declare cancellation of the enemy in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. How many going to do that with us this morning? In Jesus' name, I declare cancellation over everything. I mean, on that prayer call yesterday, my sister, she made that statement. She said, we counsel everything of the enemy. We counsel every stronghold of the enemy. We counsel every sickness and disease of the enemy. I'm going to say that with us. We counsel every stronghold this morning. We counsel everything that comes up against the body of Christ. We counsel against, counsel against these things that come up against your marriage. Counsel those things that come up against your children. We counsel these things in the name of Jesus this morning. Up against your finances. Up against your heart today. Counsel these things through the power of the almighty God this morning. Amen. And so we begin to see we counsel these things in the name of Jesus. Let this be a council culture. How's that? How's that better, Victoria? Council. Council culture. The church is supposed to be a council culture, amen, with the devil. Not with one another. Say it again. The council culture is with the devil, not with one another. I'm not going to speak to this sister no more. She made me mad. I'm not going to speak to this brother no more. He made me mad. I'm not going to do this no more. They made me mad. That's not counsel culture, brother and sister. Today. Amen. We got to seek God's face. Uh, seek his face. Uh, uh, again, in the day, because if he can get into the church house, he can get anywhere. Come on. If the devil can get into the church house, man, he's got it. 
I'll give you a story in a minute. Let me come back to it. The Bible says, go back to 1 Peter 5, 8. Amen. Where you folks got to go today? Amen. All right. Good. Amen. So we begin to see here, 5, 8. The Bible says, be sober. Back to 1 Peter 5, 8. Uh, it says, be sober. Sober means not, again, we know we're not actually about alcohol. But to be sober and serious-minded about your soul, sober-minded about issues in your life. Again, many drink to escape serious issues. And many times even the devil can make us drunk by the cares of our life. Cares of your life will be overwhelming in your life. Can't even sleep at night because you're overwhelmed by things and problems. And so he says, be sober. Again, soberness helps you focus. Soberness will help you lock in on the enemy. Amen. And realize the real source of our issues. The Bible says he, uh, again, verse, also the part of uh, verse 8, he says, uh, because your adversary is as a roaring lion. As a roaring lion. So he says, be vigilant about it, watchful in prayer of the dangers. Vigilant means to be watchful in prayer over the dangers of the enemy. You have to be watchful for your soul. Watch for these things that enter into your mind and your heart. Watch for these things that take place. Be vigilant about getting rid of it too. Don't let this morning's argument ruin your marriage. The rest of your week. We ain't talking. Matter of fact, I, you sleep on the couch. <laughs> Come on. You sleeping on the couch today because of uh, whatever. Come on. <laughs> the devil and the devil will use that. And one night on the couch, turning into two nights, three nights. One man told me, he said, I ain't slept with my wife in seven years. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> Trouble. Trouble. Because refusing, back to the original part of our text, humility. Humility. So let's look at this. He says what? Be vigilant, watchful in prayer for the dangers. He said in my mind, on my job, it happens everywhere. He's a roaring lion everywhere. Everywhere. In your mind, first of all. In your uh, home. And he'll try to jump in the kids. He'll try to jump on the job, in the streets, on the train. He roams everywhere. You got to be vigilant about this thing. The Bible goes on and says, even, back to what I say, even in the church. Number 80 says, the adversary, he, the devil's our enemy. And he'll paint it to where people are your enemy. Come on. He'll paint it to where your husband's the biggest devil. Or your wife's the biggest devil. Your, your, your neighbor's the biggest devil. He'll paint it that way. Come on. And so we say, and he causes us to lose target of who the real enemy is. In war, uh, what is it called? Fracture? Uh, what's it starts with? Uh, friendly fire. An enemy will come in and cause confusion on the battlefield where they begin to shoot one another because there was so much confusion in their own ranks. The devil loves adversary, adversity. The devil loves adversity. The Bible says he is our adversary. He loves adversity. Sometimes you got my wife, you can ask my kids. Man, they get the 
uh, going at it, I'm like, you know what? I'm going somewhere else. I ain't getting in this. I'm a, I'm, I try to be as least adversive as possible. <laughs> That's even the right word to use. I don't like that. Amen. I hate adversity. My name is Bennett, and I ain't trying to be in it. Come on. And so you begin to see adversity. The devil loves adversity. He loves war. He loves these things that go on in life. And people are not the target. It's the enemy that should be our target. He loves trials. He loves debate. He loves, again, discord. He's a roaring lion. And if he can creep into the believer's heart, it's trouble. If he can creep into the believer's heart, I'm going slow this morning. If he can creep into the believer's heart, it's trouble. I may know that today. Back to what I say, if the church got problems, man, we in trouble. Right? We are in trouble. Let's go to, um, and so we got to remember who the deceiver is. We're going to try to wrap this up. The deceiver, the devil himself, he's a fallen angel, the Bible says. He's a fallen angel. Lucifer is his name. Go to Isaiah 14, please. Isaiah 14. Isaiah 14. This is an account when, when Jesus, uh, even God, has spoken, was speaking about Lucifer himself, the fallen angel. The Bible says, how art thou fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning? How art thou cut down to the ground, which thou weakened the nations? Satan wanted to weaken the nations of men and women. He said, thou hast in thy said in thy heart, I will ascend into heaven. I want you to focus on these words. I, the letter I, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars. I will sit down, I'll sit upon the mountain of congregation in the sides of the north. I will uh, ascend above the heights of the clouds. I be, will be like the most high. Is what Lucifer said. He says, and yet, uh, yet uh, thou shalt be brought down to hell to the sides of the pit is what God says. He says, no, 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 there ain't no more of that. He says, you will be cast down. And so I want to bring it up because Jesus in the New Testament said what? I beheld Satan. What did he say? Cast out. Say it again. He was cast out as lightning. And Jesus said, I saw it all happen. He said, I saw Satan cast out of heaven. And that's why. why? Because again, he says, God counseled the devil. He counseled the devil. He said, you know what? Hey, you, and he was able to be influential enough to take a third of the angels, one third of the angels with him. One third of the angels and so naturally run around to and fro. In the book of Job, he says, Satan, where have you been? And he went and said, I've been to and fro, up and down throughout the earth. When he came out to Job, go back and read Job chapter 1. He said, where have you been? And so back to what we're talking about, he's roaming to and fro, up and down. And, and so God, why? Because he was cast out of heaven. He was cast out. And so God showed us clearly what to do with the devil. And brothers, this is the day in this service, this morning, whoever you may be online, I'm telling you today, we must have the attitude to counsel the devil and all of his tricks and his lies and everything that he tries to do. We must have the attitude to where we say resist him in the name of Jesus. Behold him, see where he's coming from, and absolutely kick that devil out of your life this morning. Kick him out of your soul. Don't let that thing dwell in your mind and your heart because he will try to take you as well. He was strong enough to take a third of, his, of the angels in heaven. And so we see here today in 2 Corinthians 2, 7. Give y'all some Bible study this morning. The Bible says, Thou so that contrary, yet others rather forgive them. And so we mentioned about discord and various things. The apostle Paul realized in the church of Corinth, the Bible says, he says, forgive him. There was misuse within even every church. 
The Bible says, he says, forgive him, comfort him. He's happily wants to be swallowed up with much sorrow. The Bible says, uh, when there's, again, when the devil gets his fingers in life, in our homes, in our lives, it brings sorrow. I was sharing with you the other day, I think I talked talk about it a little bit. We're doing this project, and, and uh, these fellas at the end, coming towards the end, and there was a little bit of debate there. There was a little bit of debate <laughs> about some things that were, were trying to get done. And uh, naturally, that night ended off on a bad note. He went away mad. <laughs> and naturally, we was like, all right, go ahead, do what you got to do, you know. We was upset as well. And you know what? But at the end of the day, me and my wife started talking. I said, you know what? Let's pray. Let's pray. Naturally, because why? We eventually want to win them over to God. Amen. Let's pray. And naturally, we prayed. And <laughs> Saturday morning, yesterday morning, he comes showing back up again like numbers wrong. Hey, how you doing? I said, oh, okay, you're back, huh? And so the power of prayer, we gave him over to the blood. We gave it over to the blood. Can you imagine this? His wife was cussing at my wife. She could have easily gotten mad. She could have easily gotten mad and upset. But you know what? We put it under the blood. Under the blood. Under the blood of Jesus Christ. The devil hates the blood. And the apostle Paul said, he said, forgive them. He said, because if not, you'll be swallowed up with a lot of sorrow in your heart. You will be restless every day of your life. It will chew at you and eat at you and bother you. He says, forgive this thing. Amen. You cannot let people do this today. And it's through the devil himself. He said, they will be swallowed up. Let's finish up that verse. Verse 8, he says, wherefore I beseech you that ye should confirm love toward another. So no doubt we men, because we see what the enemy tries to do. In verse 9, he says, for this is the end, as also I write, that I may know the proof of you, whether ye be obedient in all things. Apostle Paul said, hey, you know what? Show me that. He says here today, why? Because he says, then we'll know if you're obedient in all things. In all things. And this is the part I want to get you to. I, just, I was going to just grab that one verse, but I started backtracking a little bit. Amen. I saw all that in there. The Bible says, to whom forgive anything. Forgive anything. I forgive also. For I forgive anything to whom I forgive it. For your sakes, forgive it in the person of Christ. Number, number 11. For me, a verse for some of you, and we're going to tie into this message. This is why I, I came to this place. He says, least Satan should have an advantage over us. Y'all see that? The devil wants an advantage over you and I. He will do anything he can to get an upper hand. Do anything he can. That No doubt, he says, for we are not ignorant of his devices. And brothers and sisters, back to what we were talking about, being vigilant, being watchful. Guard your homes and your life, your family, your soul. Again, we're living in the last days, brothers and sisters, today, the last days of our lives. And so last days is before Christ comes. We cannot be ignorant of his devices. The Bible says the church will fall apart in the last days. People will walk away in the last days. People will depart from the faith and begin seducing spirits. The Bible talks about seducing spirits that will come. You know what I'm talking about. And they will try to draw men and women. They, we already got enough problems with all these other uh, signs of the time. But another sign of the time is when the church, no doubt, be begins to listen to the seducing spirits. And we cannot be ignorant of the devil's devices. 
the church, no doubt, we should have the advantage in the church. The Bible says, he said he wants to get the advantage. No, but the blood of Jesus Christ gives us the advantage this morning, man. Come on up, come on up. The blood of Jesus Christ gives you the advantage. You have the advantage through Christ Jesus. You have the power to pray. You have the power of his word. You have the power of his name. How many know that today? And when we speak that name, Jesus, we lift up the name, Jesus. Every demon shall flee. Every darkness has to go. Why? Because Jesus has the advantage. Jesus is the victor in it all. Amen. We have the advantage through Christ. Don't let the devil win in your life. Don't let the devil win in your circumstance. Don't let the devil have the advantage over you. James, shake it off. It'll come back again, James, but shake it off. Brother, so today, shake it off. You're going to have another argument all the way to the end of your days. I'm looking around this room. I don't know. Maybe Sister Smith, you may be uh, the, the, long, married the longest, and you got to shake it off. We just have them to shake it off. Amen. Shake things off. Amen. Shake things off. Newlyweds, oldlyweds, whoever you may be, if that's even a word. Shake it off. Single folks, shake it off. Shake it off. I'm saying I'll never get married. Shake it off. Amen. Again, I'll never do that. Shake it off. Amen. I'll never get ahead in life. Shake it off. Believe God. Amen. Believe God this morning. Cancel that thing out of your mind. Those are lies of the enemy. We don't be ignorant of his devices. The Bible says in number nine, back to first. Peter 5.9, as we close. He said, whom resists steadfast in the faith? You got to resist. Resist. How many resistors we going to have this morning? So I'm going to resist. I'm going to resist in the faith. I'm going to resist even though it looks bad. I'm going to resist it because I'm in the faith. I'm resisting these things. And I'm steadfast. Steadfast, I'm strong in the Lord. Knowing the same affliction accomplishing your brethren, that are in the world. But the God of grace, who called us unto eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you suffered a while. First of all, God wants to see all of us in heaven this morning. I mean, look forward to that. He's calling all of you and I to worship and serve him and live for him. He's, he has a mansion prepared for each of us. But along the race, there will be a devil, multiples, that will continue to try to hinder us from making it to heaven. The Bible says, but the grace of God, and by his grace, he has called us unto his eternal glory. By Jesus Christ. These last piece I'm going to give you, he said, he, don't, he said, you suffer a while. He said, you're going to go through things. Verse 10, he says, you will suffer a while. The Bible says, uh, uh, yeah, verse 10. He suffered a while. Suffering will make us perfect. Let me know that. Sometimes no pain, no gain. Suffering makes us perfect. The suffering of Christ makes us all perfect. What Jesus did on that cross is nothing greater than what you go through. What he did on that old rugged cross, man, nobody was willing to do that. But his suffering was going to make us perfect. He said, after you suffered a while, make you perfect. As I get in Christ, and God, you perfect me. You mold me. You shape me. And when we do that, the devil cannot win. When our hearts are perfect towards God, when our hearts are, are fixed on him, in other words, when we fix towards God and say, God, let me do this the way you want me to do it. Let me do it and, and I'll orchestrate my life the way you want me to do it. The way you do it, God. It will establish you as well. Establish, the next word is establish. To be established. The devil wants us to be on unsettled ground. Shaky. In and out in all of our ways. Today, Establish and settle in your feet. We're saying this all. Settled. 
I'm going to be established and standing on that rock. I'm going to say that today. I'm going to be standing on the rock of Almighty, Christ, Almighty God. Stand on the rock this morning as we stand to our feet this morning. Stand on the rock of ages. Stand on Jesus this morning. And not only as you stand on Jesus, but also do this. Have the devil under your feet as you stand on Christ. Amen. Just like Jesus when he was crucified on that old rugged cross of Calvary. He was crushing the enemy's head. He was standing on that rock, that solid rock. And brothers and sisters, we trust Jesus this morning. He is our rock to settle and establish it. It's already been established that Jesus is the Christ, that he is the Son of God. He's all-powerful. And the devil is defeated in Jesus' name. We establish that this morning. Establish that. Make that known to yourself, to the world, and to every attack that comes up against you. Establish that, that Jesus, and, and no doubt that lives in you, gives you victory. And then you settle it. That's it. I'm good. <laughs> Why? Because I have Christ. I'm good. It's settled. It's been paid for through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ settled the score with the devil on that old rugged cross. In terms of this morning, Titus' message, again, God counsels the devil's plans. And whatever he's had, the devil's had planned for you this morning, Jesus is counseling it right now. The plans for your children, he's counseling it right now. Through the blood, he's counseling it right now. Whether it's an attack on your body, say right now, it's finished in Jesus' name. And as we bow our heads in reverence to God right now, in reverence to God, let the power of God move in your life. Let Jesus, no doubt the author and the finisher of our faith, counsel every attack by the enemy of your soul. Every attack on your life, no doubt give it to Jesus this morning. Every battle, the Lord can win it. Every trial, Jesus is that victorious, that victorious lawyer that we have. Church today, he's won already. He's won already. Let that be established. He's won. It's already been written in the back of the book who stands on the final stand. Who's standing in the winner's circle. It's been established that Jesus is Lord. That he is the Christ. That he is victorious. That every name that is named, whether in heaven or in the earth, or even under the earth, no doubt has to bow to that master's name, Jesus. Church of the day, mention that name, Jesus, this morning. Uh, mention his name, Jesus. You have to say it in your heart. Uh, let the devil hear that name this morning, Jesus, uh, for my family. Jesus, for my soul. Uh, Jesus, for my community. Jesus, for the household. Uh, Jesus counsels it all. Jesus puts a stop to sickness and disease. Jesus puts a stop to depression. Jesus puts an end to all things. As we give it over to him, we give it over to the Lord, our God. Let God counsel it this morning. And when he counsels it, don't pick it back up. Be like Jesus says, finished. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name. Church, as we find a place to pray this morning, call on God. He said, resist him. Be steadfast. Resist him. Resist the devil. Resist that roaring lion. Be like Daniel where the God, the God came and shut the lion's mouth this morning. Shut the mouths of lions this morning. Shut the mouth of our enemy this morning. Call on him this morning. Call on him this morning. Say, Jesus, have your way. Have your way, Lord, I pray. My friend today, call on this Max's name. Jesus in this room, have your way, Lord. Have your way, Jesus. Have your way. Have your way right now, Lord, I pray. 
Have your way, Jesus, in this place. Come on, let's pray right now. Come on, let's pray right now, brothers and sisters, today. Let's seek the Lord's face. Call on his name, Jesus. I don't care what the battle is right now. What the battle is. And she began to sing is unto the Lord right now. Lord, we thank you, God. We bless you. We honor you right now, Jesus. We thank you, Lord, and we glorify your name. We glorify you. God, you are so good to us. Crush that enemy right now. Crush the enemy. Every believer in this room, crush that enemy right now. Stomp him, stomp him, stomp him, smash him. Spiritually speaking, smash that devil. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yes, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Council of the Devil. Let's let this be a council culture. I'm going to get it right. Council culture. Council of the Devil. He's going to fight it. He's going to come up again in your heart and your mind. Every day, I'm telling you, as long as we and I have breath in our body, nobody's exempt from the power of the enemy. From the enemy. Don't know that nobody's exempt, brothers and sisters, today. And so we must continue to shout it out. Amen. God bless you. Our prayer. We look forward to seeing you. Amen. Amen. Go in the power of God. Walk in the armor of God. Walk and be what God wants to have each of us to be. Keep the devil under your feet. How many going to say that with us? Where are you going to find the devil? You can, pick up, you can pick up a shoe on this pair of shoes. Can I take these off? I can go in the closet and get another pair. Oh, that's just, I see his face right there. You go pick up them house shoes. Oh, he's there. Even on your socks. You go to the laundry man, they be like, ooh, that's a stain. Now that's the devil's face on that stain. <laughs> you stomp that devil in the ground, man, every day. You stomp him in the ground every day of your life. Don't give him no room. Keep that dude in the ground. Amen. I'm going to say that with us today. Counsel him out of your mind, out of your heart and your soul. God bless you, our prayer. We look forward to seeing you this evening. Come on back and be with us. Amen. Continue to pray with us. Pray for one another. I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, we all, we all go. You heard Jamie say, I'm going through it. We go through it. The Reverend goes through We all go through things. You're not exempt, brothers and sisters. You are not exempt. And if he's fighting, if he's fighting you and I, how much more is he doing to men and women that don't even have a clue about God? But we pray, we pray through the power of God. That's one of our weapons to counsel that enemy. Amen. Hang up the phone on the devil. Slam the door like George, talking about George Jefferson today. Slam that door on George like George Jefferson used to do. <clears throat> Get out. Stay out. Counsel that door. Amen. Amen. God bless your prayer. We'll see you soon. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, for your goodness. We thank you, God, for all that you do. Thank God for this service, God. We thank God for each one and those recipients of the word that will hear it. God, we pray, give us that mindset to God where we have no place for the enemy. No place, God, for the devil. No place, God, for his tricks, his scams, his schemes. No place, God, and let us treat him as you would treat him. Treat the enemy of our soul, the devil, Lucifer himself, as God, our worst arch enemy. He's our enemy of our soul, of our families, our friends, our loved ones. He's the enemy of his nation and our countries all around. And God, we pray we continue to lift up the mighty name of Jesus as we go forward. God, give each one boldness, God, to fight. Give each one boldness to withstand. Give each one boldness that God overcome through the things that they go through in life. God, I pray, God, again, that we declare victory in this church. We declare victory in every life. We declare, God, that we're more than conquerors through Christ Jesus, which loves us. And God, we pray, we pray right now. Go with each one. Whatever the challenge and battle may come, remind them that they can win.